This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Okay, guys, hello. Um, not quite our last press conference of the season, so we're still on the game after this one. Um, quite a significant one. Uh, similar kind of uh, procedure, actually, to before we played Aston Villa. You, you may or may not remember that we had Matthew Ashton, who was the Director of Public Health for Liverpool, open up our press conference. Um, and thank you to all of you who spread that message. It had a positive impact. Um, a lot of you on this, um, on this press conference have a very wide reach in terms of being able to spread a message to our supporters in particular and people in the city. Um, we're doing something similar today. Uh, today it will be the Chief Constable of Merseyside Police, Andy Cook, who's going to open up uh, our pre-match press conference. Uh, to my knowledge, we've never had a Chief Constable at one of our press conferences before, uh, but since the restart of the season, the club has been all too aware of the risk that coronavirus presents to the communities of Merseyside. And we've been working alongside Merseyside Police, Liverpool City Council, uh, and the Spirit Shankly uh, Supporters Group uh, to reach out and ensure people don't put themselves or their loved ones at risk of the virus. Uh, today, Chief Constable Andy Cook is here to remind us all um, of the very real risk and we'd invite Andy, um, if he's with us, or Chief Constable, sorry, to, uh, to kick off our press conference. I think we can uh, see you there, Chief Constable, if you could unmute yourself and then the floor is yours. Thank you very much and good afternoon, everyone. Uh, just like to start by saying I'm not here just as the Chief Constable of Merseyside Police today. I'm here as a father, a husband, son and brother who cares about my family and friends and the potential impact that a second spike of coronavirus could have on the people of Merseyside. This pandemic's not gone away and since the restart of the Premier League, we've worked relentlessly with Liverpool Football Club, Public Health and Spirit of Shankly to remind people of the genuine dangers that this virus still presents. I know we've seen the relaxation of lockdown, but you've only got to pick up a newspaper switch on the TV to see that other areas of the country, including the areas close to home, are having to reintroduce restrictions following that rise in the number of COVID-related cases. I'm really proud of this city. It's no secret that I'm also a Liverpool supporter. But my duty to the city and the communities of Merseyside will always come first. Yes, there have been many large gatherings in other cities, including illegal raves, but that doesn't mean we have to follow suit. Liverpool has always been known as a city that cares and comes together in a crisis. But we're still in that public health crisis, and I'd urge people to watch the match at home or in the local pub if there's space. But please, don't put yourselves, your loved ones and others at risk of contracting this virus by ignoring the current advice not to gather in large groups. We'll have a full police operation in place at the ground and surrounding area tomorrow night. And my officers will take action if people fail to adhere to social distancing regulations and potentially put other members of the public at risk. Both the club and the city council have said there'll be a celebration when it's safe to do so. And yes, we collectively understand the desire to celebrate and to show the team our appreciation and to have a massive party. But now is not the time for celebration. We've waited 30 years, so a few more months isn't too much to ask. Too many people have lost their lives already, so please, let's work together to keep our families, friends and neighbours safe. And please, listen to LFC, listen to Mr Klopp and the players, and trust them. When they say the day will come for celebration, it'll come. But that day really is not tomorrow. Thank you. Mr Klopp. Thank you. 
Sorry. Yeah, sorry. And uh, Chief Constable, thank you very much. Have you got a response? No. Okay. What could I, what could I say? What um, much more? Uh, a person like Andy Cook, um, who much more um, knows much more about the situation, what he didn't say. So um, I agree, one hundred percent. Thank you very much for for these words. It's very important um, that we, uh, yeah, remind ourselves um, again that even if something's changed, obviously, thank God, something changed. But uh, if we are not through this, and we have to, we have to. We have to make sure that we don't put anybody in risk. That's what we try constantly, and that's what everybody should try. Thank you Fantastic. very much. Thank you, Chief Constable. Uh, Thank right, you. Okay. Uh, in terms of the press conference now, we go to the normal format. I have um, Vinnie, Simon, and Juliet, all, and Carl Markham, as always, and I think James Mountford from uh, BBC Merseyside will ask to ask a question. I can see Ian from TalkSport is waving as well. Um, for those of you who haven't, in the open, if you could use the hands up section, at the conclusion of the, uh, of the open section, for those of you who um, are part of that section, if you could leave, please, or we will uh, sign you out. And then the UK um, national newspapers and the Liverpool Echo, if they could stay on the line uh, for a embargo breakout, that would be great. Uh, so first couple of questions, Vinny O'Connor from Sky Sports, if you'd like to kick us off, Vinny. Sure. Hi, Jürgen. I, I just wonder tomorrow, what will your emotions be when you see Jordan Henderson finally lifting the Premier League trophy? I don't know yet, obviously, but um, I'm, I, I try to be prepared for it, kind of. Um, it's for me really difficult. Um, it, it's, it's quite a challenge. There's a, a football game, a very important football game before that, but um, I cannot and don't want to ignore that after that football game, whatever happens, there will be uh, a trophy lift tomorrow night and, um, and the boys worked so hard for it. Everybody in this club worked so hard for it. So it should be in the stadium. Um, it should be as good as anyhow possible. Um, I, and I will not disturb that, um, for sure not. I will be in best spirits. It's one of the, on a professional basis, 100%, one of the biggest, um, greatest days in my life, 100% to get finally our hands on this trophy. Um, where everybody was waiting so long for, and I think two, three years ago, nobody thought it, 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 it will be possible for us, especially with all the, the challenges we faced and the, and, and the challenges we have uh, and the competitors we have. So, um, yes, I will, be, I will be proud, I think. I will be proud um, of the boys and, and all what we did together in this, in this club. And um, it's a milestone, 100%. Um, and as such... We should see it. Um, it's an important day, a very important day, but um, not the last very important day for us. And so, um, but we will we will be in very good in a very good spirit, one hundred percent. Obviously, another three points would make the celebration even better. So, what are you expecting from Chelsea, given they have so much to play for in terms of Champions League qualification? Yeah, look, we know it already for a few weeks, and um, this is a, it's an absolute challenge. So being champion and then playing in this league against the teams who fight for so much, uh, with the quality they have and the targets they have still to 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 go for, uh, but this is now especially difficult. Eh? So other teams, which I, I thought about it, um, how it was when in, when I won something before, uh, and it was always a challenge, but not that long. Um, but it's it's football, and um, it's it's football, and the boys like. 
and love doing um, what they do. And so far, I'm completely fine with the attitude we showed and stuff like this. That's all good. Um, and um, you know, I expect a good game from us and uh, unfortunately a good game from, from Chelsea as well. And in the, in the end, we will see what happens exactly. It's not, it's not the easiest game I ever prepared with the team, to be honest, uh, because there are two things tomorrow night. Usually, I don't have to think about something else apart from the football game, which helps me a lot because I can really be focused. I will try that, and I know the boys will try that as well. Um, in the end, you only can win when we are 100%, and we will see if that's possible tomorrow night. We have to go for something as well. It's not that we only are there and wait for until the party starts. We can we, we have to um, to save a record, a home record, stuff like this. There are a lot of there for us as well, some targets. But again, we have to see how always, how we exactly deal with it. Um, I'm very positive that these boys... Uh, We'll put the proper performance out there on the pitch. But if it's enough, we have to show tomorrow night. And when you say it's been difficult to prepare, because there's two things that you're looking at in terms of the celebration and obviously a game to prepare for as well. What are the kind of things that you've had to overcome with the lads then in this past week? No, no, no. What we said was um, clear. We have to, we, we, as a club, we have to, to prepare two things as a team, actually. Um, only one real thing because the rest will happen when it happens but um, we, we prepared a game that was all clear we spoke about it after the Arsenal game directly in the next morning um, what's the challenge is what the challenge is for this week so that there are two things happening definitely there will be a game and there will be a trophy lift afterwards and we, we are here at Melbourne we have to prepare the game and that's exactly what we did so from, uh, from training tra how the training looked all set, all good. The boys are still on fire. It's all good. It's exactly like it should be. Competition in training and all that stuff. It was all there. Um, but in the end, of course, we saw the Chelsea game, which was um, pretty good. And um, they will make a few changes, probably, um, with uh, good changes. Um, and yes, they had a game three days, two or three days ago. That's that's all clear. But obviously, they got a proper a proper boost. And um, so they will come here full of confidence. But they know obviously it will not be easy and we have to make sure that it's not easy for them and that's what we, what we will do 100% um, but in the end uh, small details who decide, which decide games and um, we have to be ready to put these things right Thank you very much um, Simon Crabtree two questions Hey Jürgen uh, yeah, you've sort of touched upon it there about how this could be a distraction um, and Chelsea obviously want to spoil that party as well so how how is it possible to, to separate the two then? Because, you, I mean, you've dropped eight points in the last five, which is more than the previous 40. So how do you get those blinkers back on? I said it's a big challenge. Um, I, the only thing I really experienced in, in this, in this um, department, if you want, is um, when Pep Guardiola was at Bayern Munich, we obviously became second quite frequently with Dortmund. And that exactly the same problem. And so it was always the same, really dominating the league. And then from a specific point of being champion, and from that moment on, they lost... Um, some games uh, which they didn't have before and they struggled then um, at Bayern with a really good team even in the Champions League and because there was no real for them nothing to go for in this moment I, I really I'm really happy with how we showed up but it was it was a challenge which we probably will not happen will not have often in our life um, because I what I saw it was nothing obvious it was not that the boys um, lost focus here or there um, it just 
there are little things which you could see in the last game. We got a clear better side against Arsenal. A wonderful, actually, it was a really, really good game from us, and we lost it um, for obvious reasons. And uh, that's how it is. So I don't have an answer for that. I only can say that we that we tried everything. We we didn't prepare the two things. We prepared one thing. We prepared the game, and that's what we still do. And um, everything will be like always. And then then we have to go out there. But in sports and in life. The only thing what you can do always is to make the first step before the second step. And the first step is the game. So, um, and that's it. But it will not be then in the end influential on, on whatever, because after that, we, 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 had, we get the trophy for, for uh, um, an, an outstanding season. So that's how it is. And I don't, I will, I'm not willing to make that smaller because um, I don't put now extra pressure on the boys and this will be different than this. They all know. They all know. They're old enough. They all know that um, it, it's more fun if you win the game. But um, again, there's a proper challenge there. And the Premier League thought, make it a bit more tricky, give them Chelsea. Wait, Chelsea has here um, this kind of history that they were around when last time it didn't, it didn't happen. And with Jose on the sideline, um, that's probably not in the best, you know, not part of the best memories here in the club. So we, if we want, we can we, we can try to strike back for that. I'm not sure how many players of my team were in, in the team that time, but it's it's just a, it's the situation. Look, I don't have to create some special scenarios or whatever. You know that it's that it will be difficult. Probably you think now in this moment, yeah, Chelsea will win the game. And Liverpool will will will, will um, have the trophy lift anyway afterwards. So I I don't think we will we will uh, lose the game. I think we will be in a proper proper mood for the game as well. But like always, whatever I say here, we have to show it on the pitch and not not now in this press conference. We can talk about it. That will not change anything for the game. Um, hopefully, the things I tell the players will change a few things um, or put them right. But um, they are. I, I, I trust them 100%. I trust myself 100% because I know that I'm completely in the, in the competition mood and the boys are that as well. But it's not as nothing would happen around the game. So we know that and that's something we cannot ignore. But we have to put, what do you say? The blinkers on. Yeah. You mentioned Milestone earlier on and you mentioned Jose as well. So can I take you back to your first ever Premier League win, which was at Chelsea against a Jose Mourinho team, um, probably added a little bit of pressure on him, maybe lifted some off you, I don't know. Can you remember how you felt with Premier League win number one? My first Premier League win was against, no, what was it against Chelsea? It's not at Chelsea when you won 3-1, you came from 1-0 down. What did we do before? No games before that. Oh, <laughs> we drew. Um, no, I cannot remember that really. Um, oh, Christian Mateka scored. He scored right near the end. They scored quite early on, and then Philip Coutinho got a couple, and then Benteke scored last ten minutes or so. Okay. No. <laughs> I, I remember now, but I, have, I don't know what I felt that they probably relief or whatever. But it's that's too many things happened between now and then uh, that I really would know exactly what uh, what that was about. We, we played Chelsea, I don't know, three times already this year, uh, which is quite exceptional. Um, all the games were really tricky, really difficult, and I, I respect a lot what Frank is doing there. Um, and now it's for all the, the other teams. It's about, and we were most often in the situation that we have to to we had to win until the last match day to to fulfill our our dreams or our our duties, like with qualifying for the Champions League or last year, then with um, 
keeping the door open for a possible um, uh, championship last year. So that we always had massive pressure until last match, and we did quite well with it. So let's make it as difficult for Chelsea, and make let's make it possible for us. That's the plan. But um, I don't think I can use too much of my memories against uh, with Chelsea games or whatever. Okay, Jules, just before we come to you in all of them, we've got Juliet, Ian from TalkSport, James from BBC Merseyside, and then uh, Carl from uh, PA. Also, Rick from uh, Manila has asked uh, for a question. Beyond that, I haven't had any other messages or hands up. You need to get in touch with me if you want to do that before the Open finishes. Uh, one from you, Juliet. Um, yeah, Jürgen, Vinny was talking about emotional you were to him the night you won the title we all saw what you were like you said you didn't know how you were going to be and you've said today you don't know how you're going to be tomorrow so what's that ride what's it been like for the last month since you've clinched the title because it's been almost a month to actually seeing that trophy and going to be there tomorrow night it's it's obviously different because it was like um, the, it was the, the decision was made that night, so it was clear from that moment on. I think we were not too surprised that that it would happen that night, but maybe we were surprised, but that it will happen in general this year, this season. We were not too surprised, but anyway, that's why I couldn't. Um, how could I know how much um, how influential it will be on my um, on myself um, before you have it actually. So tomorrow is different. It's it's obviously different. We are now champion already for a month or so, but it's that's not about that. It's really about what we all do. It's a little bit like Christmas. You if you know already before that you get a specific present before you have it. Uh, there's still some excitement. We are very excited. We are very excited about that. And I never touched a Premier League trophy for obvious reasons ever before. Um, that will be special. I'm I'm absolutely delighted that uh, the boys um, have this moment because they they deserve it more than anybody else. They deserve it because they've worked incredibly hard. They they they, they deal with so many setbacks um, in the last few years. Because this we didn't win the we won the title this season, but we prepare it already since two three years, and um, so it's a really, it was a really long run up um, to this moment, and um, it will be one hundred percent emotional again. How emotional? I don't know because that's how it is with emotions. You have to wait until you feel them. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Thank you, Jules. Uh, one from TalkSport, Ian. Hi, Jürgen. Hi. And you're, you're the manager now that everybody wants to be. You're the, you're the standard bearer and your team are the standard bearers. And they are the champions and they won it with such style. And tomorrow night you're facing another young manager who's hoping to build a team and maybe be on the, the steps of this two or three year run up to winning the title. You just assess the job that Frank Lampard's done at Chelsea and whether you expect them to be one of your challenges next season. Look, first and foremost, with the with managers, it's like this. One day you are the one um, everybody wants to be in. The next day you are the one nobody wants to be in. That's, um, there's not a lot of time in between. Um, but no problem with that. Um, Frank is doing an exceptional job, not only at Chelsea now. Eh? He did really, really, really well at Derby already. Um, faced quite a challenge at Chelsea because... Just because I think when you are Chelsea manager, um, I don't think anybody expected a title this year from them, but um, everybody expected them to qualify for the Champions League because that's what we all need as clubs. That's how it is. Uh, and that in a really, really strong league is always a challenge. Was for us always, will always be for us. 
that's that's how it is. Um, I really think he, he he did brilliantly. He had um, he was now in the FA Cup final, obviously, which is a big one, by the way. Both both young managers in the FA Cup final will win their first major trophy. This one of them will win their first major trophy this year. So that's that's really impressive. Um, but Frank knows that as well. He has a really good team there on the pitch. Yeah, that's a proper team, a lot of talent. Um, but he made some interesting um, uh, decisions. He changed systems from time to time, um, even during games and stuff like this. So that that's, that shows just that he that he used his playing time not only for moving his legs, um, that he really um, learned about the game and knew already about the game before he started managing, which is a completely different different animal, obviously. But he he looks he looked really prepared for the job, and um, that I, I respect that a lot. And um, still young, yeah, but um, um, we were all young one day in our life. But he's 100% ready for the challenges out there, and it's nice. It's nice for him. Being a, a Chelsea legend, being now there in the in the hot seat, and uh, I think everybody there wants him to succeed. And um, yeah, I I have no problem with that. Actually, um, the only thing of problem I have tomorrow night, we have our own targets. That's how it is, and we have to show who has uh, better targets um, to fight for tomorrow night. And we have an extra challenge on top of that that Chelsea doesn't have that. But it's actually the best extra challenge you can have. In life, that you that there is a that you get a trophy after the game, whatever result um, there will be tomorrow night. So that doesn't happen a lot in your life, at least not in my life. And um, so that's all that's all okay. But how I said, Frank is doing a really, really impressive job there. Fantastic, James Mountford from BBC Merseyside. James, hello, Jurgen. Um, the last time Liverpool won the title in the game when they were presented with the trophy. Uh, so Kenny Dalgleish came on as a substitute late in that win over Derby. And he'll be part of the presentation team tomorrow night. How pleased are you for him that he gets to be part of this and, and that Liverpool are once again champions? Now first, I have to say there's no, there's no chance that I will come up as a sub in this game tomorrow night. Maybe that's most important information for everybody. Um, no, it's great. It's absolutely great. Look, directly after the game, um, when, 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 um, when we became champion, when we were there in the hotel and we had all the different duties to, 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 to do and to fulfill and um, talking to all of you, uh, it felt like we had to talk to everybody. But then um, you saw um, um, Kenny and, and, and Graham Sooner sitting there in the, in, in the studio, wherever they were, um, and how much it meant to them as well was just really nice to see. This club touches you, gets you, and will never, you can, will, even if you wanted, I don't think if you could ever get rid of it. It's just because this, this club is so big and so emotional. So you stay together forever, pretty much. And I'm really happy that, that, um, uh, yeah, that Kenny will be around. I said it, I said it that night because he, derp, he deserves it. He's I, I, the best nickname and most deserved nickname probably ever, King Kenny will be in the stadium, will be exactly there where he has to be when Liverpool wins something. And I'm really happy about that. As happy as I was, really, and I mean it, for Stevie, for Steven Gerrard. And we, went, we had some messages, some messages anyway through the lockdown, but then after that as well, because um, it means so much to him. Um, it means so much to Kara and all these guys. And it, only as examples for all, the, for all the players in the past who tried it so hard, they know exactly what this team did. They know exactly how, how big the pressure can feel if when you when you are close to it 
and the boys, my boys now, they deal sensationally well with it. And I'm happy that they um, recognize it and as much my team recognize exactly um, how much it means to them and to that generation of players, which because they were outstanding as well and they have a massive, massive Liverpool heart. And so it's for all of them as well. And we've obviously heard about the advice from the police to the supporters, but how mindful will you be of the fans when, when you lift that trophy and, 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 and the presence that they are to this club? I really hope that our fans know, meanwhile, that we mean it when we say it, it's for you. It's 100% for you. And it's, uh, the, the best example is um, that we won this league not... Okay, we, we had not enough points until then, but we, we won this league before lockdown. We brought it over the line after lockdown. And again, I'm, I'm really happy with what the boys did. Not happy with all the results, but what the boys did, I'm really happy. That shows me there's a massive basis and, and, and a good chance that we will stay a really, really good football team. So, um, but that shows, should show everybody together, we can do anything. If we really stick together, then we can do anything. And that's exactly what happened in the last three years. And um, maybe since I'm in, actually, I, I, I always felt a massive support. And so it, I can understand that's a tricky situation. I really can understand. And probably people will say now, after, um, after what happened at Leeds, which is a big success as well, congratulations to them, how the, the pictures looked. And we all sit there and, and look at it and think, wow, that's strange now. You don't want to you don't want to say that's completely wrong, but it is wrong because we are all human beings. It is wrong. It was not right, and we cannot excuse one wrong thing or make an excuse for one wrong thing with another wrong thing. That we cannot say, but they did it, so we do it. That's not how we can do it. The situation is really, really different to all situations we ever faced, longer back than 30 years we ever faced. And again, I promise we will have this party which everybody deserves. After, at an appropriate time, pretty much the first possibility we will use to do exactly what everybody deserves. But we can do it only if everybody behaves appropriately. That's how it is. That's how it is. In the stadium, we're in a safe place. So watch the pictures. That will be as emotional as possible. That's much more possible than it was before. Year, uh, months ago, three months ago, nobody would have thought it's possible. Now we know it's possible. Now we have it. And now we should really do the right thing again. I only can ask you for exactly that. Um, and, and again, I understand it's a personal challenge. But we had more and we had bigger challenges in the past with this club, 100%. This time, we are really prepared for that. And so... Stay at home, celebrate there, celebrate there in a safe place with your families and a second household or whatever. And keep it in your mind. We will be together, all together, when it's possible again. Uh, Carl Markham, if you can unmute Carl, I'm not sure. Yeah, again. It's, um, it's three years to the day since Andy Robertson signed for the club. I'm just thinking in terms of value for money, he's got to be one of the best, hasn't he? Yeah. I don't like. I don't. I, I really don't like that. This kind of um, like we always talk to about players that surprise and that surprise. And, and the, Andy Robertson, I, I'm not sure we would have paid 30 million that time, uh, but it would it would have been worth it. So if you wanted on the, on the, and all that stuff. So we, it was not about the money it was that we that we took because you can your price can be eight million if you're not good enough. Then eight million is pretty expensive. Uh, it's a lot of money for somebody who's not good enough. So that's how it is. So Andy Robertson we brought in because he was a player we thought who could really help us. 
really help us. It was always clear he has to improve a few things, but a few things were already then that good that we, that we, that we said, okay, come on, let's give it more than a proper try. And I couldn't be more happy because all the things I thought about him, he's much better. He's a much better person. He's a much better football player. He's a, has an incredible personality. So great three years, absolutely massive win-win situation for a wonderful lad from Glasgow and um, for the club as well. So perfect fit. And just for, in terms of spending money, um, Chelsea have already started heavily investing in their squad for next season. I'm just wondering if you think that's a byproduct of the standards you've set this, this season in terms of how far ahead you are of, of other teams? I didn't understand or read the second part of the question, sorry. What was it? Uh, Chelsea spent and, that was, and then uh, I didn't understand anymore. No, in fact, that you're, you're so far ahead of other teams that people are having to spend a lot of money to try and close that gap. Oh, okay. Look, um, I'm completely happy with the with the, with my squad, 100%. I was last year when everybody asked us to to, to sign um, him and him and him and stuff like this. And um, because of our reasons, we didn't do it. It's not that we don't want or whatever. So it's uh, and it's just we want to make well, we try to make right decisions constantly. Um, and then COVID came, so changed the situation again. Uh, not to the better um, for no business in the world, but for football not as well. So um, we, it's not that we think we don't, we cannot improve even on a transfer basis. We just do what is possible for us and what we um, what we are able to do. That's that's all. Other teams, maybe they invest. I don't know if they know more about the future. As we said that already. I have no idea. They, um, but the main difference between us and other teams this year was consistency. You saw how tight the game was. Where we have we won um, against Chelsea um, away, I think 2-1, if I'm 100% right. So now there are, I don't know exactly how many, 25, 30 points or whatever behind us, but there's not a 30-point gap. The gaps you see on a daily basis on the pitch when we play against each other. So and they can really play football and they could have won this game as well. But my boys were resilient, like mad. They, 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 they put absolutely everything in the game. And that's, that was the difference. And I don't know if you can buy that on the transfer market, uh, that, you, that you get these kind of things. We had to build this as well. So that needed time, obviously. And it's not about spending. It's about having the right team for the next season, but always based on your own situation. So we cannot, we cannot buy because other teams buy. We cannot buy because everybody wants us to. We can buy if we have the money for it and if we have the, the need for it and all that stuff. Then we will be there. If one of these things is not there, then we will not, and we will go again, and we will not use it as an excuse. We, um, imagine last year, 97 points. All of you, what would have been your recommendation to me um, after that, exactly, transfer market-wise? Who was there on the transfer market? I don't know it even anymore. Who should we bring in to have a chance to close the gap, this one-point gap to, to, to City? Well, there would have been a lot of recommendations out there, I'm pretty sure. We didn't because we didn't. And um, that's uh, and down, then you saw what happened. So it's not about that. We have we will be uh, we will have a lot of tests next year, 100%, like we had this year, like we had the year before. We have to make sure that we are ready for that. And some of these things can be decided maybe on a transfer market, but for sure not all of them. Last two questions in the open. Uh, first of all, Rick from Manila. Rick. Hi, Jurgen. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh what is your reflection on having led Mainz, Dortmund, and now Liverpool back to glory? And are you still holding on to the title of 
the normal one. My, my reflection on, on, on Mainz and Dortmund. Oh, and, and Liverpool. So, three wonderful clubs. Wonderful clubs. Two red, one yellow. <laughs> um, that's, that's it. So, I enjoyed each second in these clubs. That's um, probably the best thing I can say. I have a lot of friends there. But it's another very good thing you can say. Um, and, um, yeah, if I would go back now just to watch a game, they wouldn't close the doors, let me say like this, and try to throw the key away, which is really nice to know. But anyway, I was not back a lot. I never watched a Dortmund game in the stadium. I watched exactly one Mainz game since I left Mainz in the stadium. Um, and that was in my break. So that's how I see it. Um, in our time on this planet, we have to create relationships because that's what it's all about. And I have still wonderful relationships with people in both of these clubs. And yeah, I said very, very emotional clubs, all three of them. Mainz needed a little bit of a of a little kick in the beginning, but meanwhile, they are very, uh, uh, really, really emotional club, and Dortmund was always, and Liverpool was always. So, yeah, that's the situation. Okay, and just before we go to the last question, who's going to be David Lee, who I think uh, from the Singapore media. Um, if those of you who aren't part of the normal breakout that we do, if you don't mind leaving, pretty promptly when we finish this, uh, and those of you who are, if you can stay on, I'll, um, we'll, we'll come back to you in a few minutes. So. I think we're finishing with David Lee. David? Right. Hi, Jürgen. Uh, congrats on the momentous season. Uh, can you indulge us? You, you've talked about Andrew Robertson. Uh, can you indulge us and tell us who, who do you think will be uh, deserving of the PFA Player of the Year and why? Thank God. I don't have to make this decision. Yes, um, I, I heard there's no, um, what is it? No Ballon d'Or this year, right? But PFA Player of the Year, we will have. I don't know exactly. So thank God I don't have to make a decision. My job is to deliver, to bring as many players as possible to the to the election, <laughs> pretty much. And I think we have a few um, in, in in contention, so which is very good. Um, but I'm 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 really happy that we played the season we played, and that was only possible because the players um, played an incredible season. All of them, all the individuals played an incredible season, and so I'm. Um, very pleased that obviously it's not 100% clear who can who will be the PFA player of the year, but uh, there will be some Liverpool players around. I'm pretty sure. Cool. Good news. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.